This is VC Projects Podcast, and today my guest is Valentina Micheletti, and she is a drummer, composer, and multi-instrumentalist, an inventive approach to drums and percussion. Her versatile technique, which can incorporate anything from vibes and marimba to contact microphones and found objects, results in a style that is forever evolving. Feeling just as comfortable performing behind a delicate ceramic kit as she does hammering out emotoric rhythms. Her creative take on percussion has resulted in a diverse discography and many interesting collaborations. Valentina, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's a real pleasure to, to meet you and, and learn about your life and your creative pursuits. pursuits and um, tonight we're at Zebulon in Los Angeles, and um, with uh, great honor and gratitude, you're going to play for us tonight. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, I know you're based in London, so um, it was a real treat to to find you and, and meet with you, so thank you. Likewise, I'm really happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted to get started with your your release of a queer anthology of drums, and um, that was kind of the first piece of music that I found this year, last year, 2022, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how that came about and um, anything you can share um, in the process. Well, I'm really happy, like, <coughs> uh, that... I, I wasn't sure at the beginning if it was the title that resonated too much, but it's kind of, a, a, out of all the releases, and a, a, even as a solo, is definitely one of the releases that resonate with most people that mm-hmm. I know. Um, yeah, and it, it came like in a very difficult and, and, a, and bizarre time for me, mm-hmm. because it was just like at the time of the first lockdown, da, 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 yeah. da. so obviously... Uh, crazy times for everyone and there was a time where you would you, you completely I, I found myself completely lost creatively because I had something like 70 gigs that had to be absolute uh, cancelled mm-hmm. and so I found myself in, uh, in lockdown in London thinking that my career was over my life was over Aww. and then um, yeah it came like uh, this that uh, for some reason like um, this very important um, experimental hub that is Cafe Otto in London. I don't know if you heard of this venue. Um, they were just starting to um, this series of like a, a digital uh, label called Otoroku, and they just sent me an email out of the blue saying if I was interested in uh, in uh, giving them any diary of what it was. That uh, you know, like mm-hmm. acoustic diary of what the lockdown was for me, and um, I think that was really kind of saved my what was left of my sanity because uh, mm-hmm. you know you felt like okay a little purpose again. And it's like okay we're starting from here and now all the the, the artists that we we just find each other again and then trying to share what is to to be you know isolated and you know mm-hmm. and emotionally i was an emotional wreck at the time actually 
and then uh, I started just like listen to what all lots of field recordings and mm-hmm. and recordings in general that I had during my extensive traveling on my phone, and then I thought maybe, you know, I can uh, I can just start doing like this forty minute piece that they wanted to. And I just started working on something that then became um, the queer anthology of drums, and um, and yeah, this is like what it came about. Like the the title is because uh, there was a very independent press of uh, little books that uh, that we find in a beautiful bookshop in London, and they had the the queer anthology of joy, the queer anthology of pain, oh. queer anthology of anger. Um, there was like poetry and really beautiful, uh, really like fanzine sort of. And so I thought about the title, like that was an inspiration for me. I was like, why not doing like a queer anthology of drums? And uh, and that was released like initially digitally with this, uh, in, within this circle that was Tokuroku with Cafe Oto. And then um, subsequently I signed a deal in China. And that was very interesting to me because they, they very like, they were basically um, explaining to me that there's not such thing as like a, a fruition for queer culture and not such thing that like for female drummer so it was like I felt like very responsible pioneering this sort of like you know the the title is very very important and the responsibility came with, with yeah, it yeah. and so yeah we did like a, a record like a vinyl version of it with an extra track that I added at the end and then uh, yeah, that went to Beijing, and so as a as a record itself. How is that? I mean, uh, totally, uh, totally blue. I I I I learned so much about how the 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 record, as in like the vinyl culture in China, is non-existent. And then I was really? also joking, but yeah, because basically no one has a turntable. They were explaining to me on the Zoom call. And then I was also joking because they said, how many uh, records do you want to release? I was asking them what was the deal, like in terms of the label. And, and they said, we're going to do like 300 copies. And I was like, this is crazy. You, you, you know, there's like <laughs> 2.1 billion people yeah, in yeah. China. <laughs> and I was, you know, I was, I was jokingly, I was being rude, jokingly. say like, you must have 200 cousins, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, in the end they said, no, it's because like no one has a turntable. Mm-hmm. And then I, I actually witnessing, I, I, after these comments, I went like, I realized that I don't own many Chinese artists in my record collection, and it's quite extensive because I like, I like uh, buying records, and so yeah, it was as a whole uh, adventure this queer mm-hmm. anthology, and it still keeps going. You know, we mm-hmm. got like a um, a documentary, like a visual. Mm-hmm. Um, piece that will be um, uh, showed in Berlin okay. soon Great. yeah Great. so it, it really it did resonate with uh, internationally I would say yeah. intercontinentally good good <laughs> well how, I mean now I have to back up and say well how did you begin this career uh, as a drummer yeah as uh, a drummer I just uh, I, I mean I was very interested as a kid to when, when with the advent of like the 80s the video the first video music videos sure. you uh-huh. know and i thought the drum always caught my attention since i was a kid and then i was lucky enough to to go to to study drums because um, a music school opened right next to my parents house mm-hmm. 
So I was just asking, can I study drums? And no one knew in my family what drums entailed. And uh, I don't think to this present time they're quite sure what my job is. But um, but they were kind of like open-minded enough to just let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful for that. So mm-hmm. I just um, started playing the drums at a very early age. And then I never stopped since. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, you, you say as a solo artist, you like to investigate texture. Um, and also um, that you're kind of influenced by art, visual art as well. And so, I mean, combining the two or separating the two in contrast, can you talk a little bit about, I mean, texture can be anything. If you listen to your music, um, what in your collaborations, there's tons of texture, but is there anything in particular that you're sort of this lifelong investigation in texture that really inspires you? I've never been uh, too verbose about describing my uh, modus operandi in terms of like why here acoustically and when I think that a piece is finished but the closest I could think is like it just in my head it makes sense when like layering certain texture to me sounds like a finished listening yeah but it's very very hard to describe yeah Um, that's okay I mean that that's why we listen you know that's you know a right. visual art you look at it it's not really to be talked about it's something to feel it's it, it, it's its own language it's its own language but like the, the the sense of completion is what i think is the real um if it's if it if it resonates that's the real talent for anyone when yeah. you when you feel that something is complete you don't know why you don't know how you just feel like doesn't need anything else yeah. it sounds great like it is it speaks as it is because with layering and texture how long is a piece of string yeah yeah um well you wouldn't ask ellen fullman this question would you <laughs> and so yeah i mean it, the the layering uh is just like i don't know i like to compare it like to a lego because uh-huh. when I was young, now Lego took it another level and is impenetrable, even what's happening with Lego now. But when I was a kid, you had a strict thing, you know, and then you find the piece and they go and then you keep building it until mm-hmm. it just is mm-hmm. yeah. it's done. Yeah. And I like to play like this with frequencies. Oh, that's you know. great. That's great. Is there any um, objects or any other outside thing i mean you say you collect sound um in in the field but is there anything else that you draw from i like i mean every day's life i think that's the main i could i oh i i always try to to record if it's something like a noise or someone Mm -hmm. like you know someone talking or but nothing to um, specific I just like I love the randomness of it all I yeah, love the randomness yeah. of the acoustic sources because that's what makes it not original because I don't I don't care about being original but what makes it yours because mm-hmm. it's like oh maybe something that someone heard wasn't very interesting for someone else it's just going to take a snapshot and then if you go the eye that becomes a picture yeah yeah well um, you're as, as we talked about earlier, I mean, you're from Italy, but you live in London. Um, why, was there any reason why you went to London? Was, 
to, to continue your career as a bass? It's definitely because of the music. Okay. Well, the place where I'm from is, uh, I'm afraid to, to admit, it's far from being culturally open. Yeah, and uh, it's it's kind of sad to me. In fact, like last year, I I play because I play extensively with so many projects, and uh, I did so many shows last year. And I'm I'm so sad to have to di- to disclose that maybe the saddest was in my city. Really? Yeah. This is just I don't know. There's something missing about the curiosity. Maybe I don't yeah. know. They're yeah. just not prepared to open and let go. I understand, yeah. And it's very unfortunate that that is the place that I'm from. Well, I mean, there's time for them to catch up, you know. (laughs) When I'm not there anymore, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I mean, I I, I think, I mean, I found you on Spotify. Okay, interesting. So I was um, one of the other um, composers that I was working with. I am Natalia, she's Egyptian living um in beirut so i was researching her work and it was like listen to valentina's work you know and so you came up that's amazing because i never rate spotify i just think it's like i'm glad i'm with her yeah and that's how i found out about the concert the performance tonight it literally told me so it's it's kind of good then yeah it was good it was good yeah so um you know there's so many pieces on a queer anthology of drums that I like. Um, she, her, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, rumors of bread. Uh, body in a room. I mean, there's so many. A- every piece is unique. Um, I just, it's, it's very inspiring. Um, it, it could. I have to be really honest. I was so refreshed when I found your music. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Being a woman, um, you're from what I understand now sort of your creative process of just exploring and having an open mind and and just being willing to work with different people and just sort of going for it Um, it was just such a so much just fresh air you know of 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 somebody out there doing this and then when I found out you're in London and etc so it was just it was really great but you also um released in december actually on my birthday december 2nd (laughs) Um, another uh a few singles um and those are are different again for me at least um there's a layering of voice and um let's let's talk about that and the title and and some of the pieces In, in fact one of the pieces was called migraine which I was curious about. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So basically, is a um, that's very special to me because it's a, a, it was conceived very gradually. There wasn't like a, a, a sort of like um, uh, an idea of what it, had. it just shaped up very naturally and very beautifully. Um, uh, me and my current partner, we were just like, uh, we love taking pictures. Mm-hmm. We had s- so many pictures and we had like a folder where, with a favorite that we mm. exchanged. And then uh, uh, my partner is a, a writer and a poet. So um, we just decided to do uh, like a, um, a little, basically a little poetry book. Mm. 
and to put um, obviously sound to it because that was my part of it and yeah. um, it came out uh, with um, with the idea of like a, a sonic sheet like oh, really? a flexi Really? So the object of it, obviously, you you just heard it on uh, digital because I put yeah. it. I I actually signed it off to Spotify, um, uh, and um, basically the object is a like flexi disc, which is a, a sonic page that's okay. part of the book. Oh, okay. And then so you had like pictures and uh, and poetry and these two tracks, migraine and uh, the 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 bitter truth. You're right, the and um, in fact, the the voice that you hear is the one of Fanny Chiarello, which is also the poet, um, and uh, and it's been really great because uh, the um, the title of it that uh, Fanny came up with is a permanent draft, right. and that's uh, itself is a conceptual um, because basically uh, it's just like what the flexi entails because a flexi disc and being a sonic sheet can only be played for a certain amount of time before it disintegrates. Oh, okay. <laughs> like 300 right. times. Yeah. So the idea of having something that uh, uh, is permanent because it's like, you know, it's a phonographic support, but at the same time is due to, to banish, uh -huh. make it a draft or something that, you yeah, know, is yeah, not that. Yeah. And that, uh, um, that led into more because uh, it, the, the great thing about being in a relationship with the creative that we never stop and we always have idea, idea, idea. So that came out and uh, uh, ended up being a manifesto for a micro-publishing and a, and a label that Excellent. we're starting. Excellent, yeah, um, yeah, I read. It's a new label, right. Yes, because Fanny is uh, very, very interested in uh, uh, female musician and experimental mm -hmm. musician. Mm -hmm. So she did a census of 1,700 just female uh, musician in avant-garde and uh, and so we thought we'd release um, some of the music of the artists we like all the 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 women or people qualifying as women that we love and then also uh, it will be uh, there will be a book as well when, just when on can we find this or so the book has been uh, uh, <laughs> it's been written <laughs> it is in the process of being uh, uh, that she's just writing it now okay. and um, the amount of interest has been overwhelming yeah because yeah. Uh, especially from my side of view like uh, like mainly people from music and we thought you know doesn't have to be like all the other publishing that pu because Fanny published like almost 30 books and novels and she always goes through publishers but uh, in this in, in, we don't need like a literal literature publisher for this because it's right. very much into the music world so every record shop every single record shop that i have been exposed to this idea is like can we order 10 copies can we order five copies i'm joking with her that i already have like a 500 copies like yeah, that no, needs to be sold in place <laughs> so yeah. no pressure <laughs> yeah no i'd love to feature it in my my art space as well yeah that honestly. would be great yeah yeah we'd love to do a um a, an experience in there well we can come and maybe like uh, um, present the book yeah. or whatever yeah. whatever will be yeah I'd love, would be great. I'd love to do that um, well I'm so, I'm so glad that, that you got involved in that we, we haven't talked about the ceramic drums mm. um, I know that you play a lot of different instruments um, but how did the ceramic drums come into fruition 
That was very specific uh, uh, experience because the, the, the porcelain, in fact, the drum kit is, was a, uh, an art piece that was shown at the Museum of Modern Art of Tours in France. Okay. And I was there for, uh, uh, to perform with my duo mm -hmm. at a festival. And then <coughs> the, the organizer asked me if I could uh, go and see the artwork and do like a, a few snippets, a few, a few present, sonic presentation of it, like three um, intervals of 20 minutes for the people that were visiting the museum. And so I had to st quickly study a new, a brand new material. And that was, uh, uh, that was like a, a, a beautiful epiphany to me because that really um, ended up of being like uh, studies on friction. Mm -hmm. Because you, you like you, I applied like different materials like um, metal, rubber, wood on porcelain, okay. and uh, the the result was uh, very original because of the the texture is something else. And um, uh, Yves Chadolet, which is the artist, the French artist, uh, it's just incredible. He cooked this this piece of porcelain, you know, and he had like a huge oven just to because obviously each piece of drums is like a massive uh, you know he had to be cooked in his entirety so it's like a big deal and then I had the the, the privilege to 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 then um, record it and and make a couple of like records with mm -hmm. this yeah piece. there's some really fun photographs on your website yeah 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 so so you um, I know tonight obviously you're not playing that but is it in your possession or is it no i didn't actually um I, I i didn't acquire the kit because we we just thought you know it's it's as you probably know being the artwork is like it has to be art handled so right, it's like right. yeah it's a big deal like and um we did it in paris we transported in paris because they could basically the artist lives in limonges Okay. So you could actually draw drive to Paris, oh. but to internationally because we had loads of um, interests, especially from art uh, uh, institution. But it's a big deal to actually transport the museum, the 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 piece. And what's it? I mean, I mean, seeing that photo of you in the art museum with the um, with the early paintings there, and you're you're performing. I mean, what what does it feel like to play a, a porcelain? <laughs> it's beautiful because it was just the idea the whole thing then like it started as like okay would you like to try that would you like to play for the people but then it turned out to be very conceptual because yeah, of the yeah. fragility of an instrument that is always like addressed and conceived as like a male and testosterone and gravity blast right so that the, the the contrast of it like to enhance the the femininity the femininity of the instrument was really beautiful to me and needed right because it needs to be the other side of, uh, of drums which somehow for some impenetrable reasons always conceived to be like a male instrument yes, yeah for no reason did it did it take long to adapt to the the tone and the feeling and the no i felt like uh, as as most of the of my um, most enthousi enthusiastic experience is uh, it, it came out quite naturally. I, I'm always of the idea if there's something is like forced or like too difficult, it's just not meant to be. 
because the the response and the um, the resonance of people and audience has to be the same of, of the artist when they actually compose if it's so like difficult and loads of obstacles there is something like blocking the energy and this energy is not gonna try not gonna go any further this is what i think yeah yeah that's a great that's a great philosophy um i usually kind of end with this question and it's really about just thinking about your younger self or just um encouraging other uh creatives out there whether the musicians composers or visual artists anything written spoken written word um any sort of in this time in this age and being a woman um anything that you want to share um you know with with your audience i mean my 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 advice if you if we could call it that yeah it would be just to do your thing like constant do your thing never give up because of out of all what i think is uh, my merit in achieving what is like just surviving of what i do now is just the coherence of just never give up i just kept going no matter what and obviously i mean it can be an advice uh, as far as like not many people have the opportunity to just keep going because life you know can be in the middle of things and um but ultimately i don't know if there's this call that is like this creative call which i call it like a blessing a curse in my in my um experience because i i could never uh, i feel that this part of me i could never just stop uh mm -hmm. playing yeah uh, yeah it's something that i would feel like being like not able to speak or like uh, you know mentally i wouldn't feel like so if there's that just uh, what i suggest is just keep going no matter what and like try not to be insecure about all the people and i i'm horrified about all this social media for the kids and like yeah. how, how easily can get like uh disheartened and bullied and uh so my suggestion maybe is also like switch off uh, even if i'm guilty of being connected quite often um just like do your thing do and then like your message eventually will come across yeah just follow your intuitive um, feeling and follow your truth and just just go for it i think so i mean i don't have any more original suggestion but i think that really worked for me you know if you if you can't convince them confuse them yeah <laughs> just keep going <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and surrounding going. yourself and being in different projects and just right so and also surround yourself by the people that you love and trying to get in the the right scene that's so important as well actually like to to be associated with the people that you worship creatively that's great yeah i think that's really really, really important excellent well think um think have okay so you're in los angeles you said you performed in san francisco um has there been anything here that sort of inspired you at in all in San Francisco and uh, or Los Angeles that you might take back to England in, in, a, in a creative sense oh I would have 
to to think about this yeah. and uh, yeah. you need to metabolize your uh, I live in such a crazy um, uh, I mean I live such a crazy existence where sometimes you think that time is a flat disk and sometimes to 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 collect the memories and to go mm-hmm. back to see what inspired it doesn't just come uh, like when you think you should yeah you might go yeah. home to London and it's like oh my god I remember that afternoon in in LA and da, da 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 but it might not happen I don't know that's hard to me to to see if I treasure anything right now because everything happens so fast and yeah yeah wow it's uh it's a journey like constant right right well thank you so much thank you um it's it's a great pleasure and congratulations thank and you so um, much. it's gonna be wonderful tonight I hope so I mean I'm quite I'm happy to play here uh We'll get some uh, just improv and uh, some freedom, hope, hopefully. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.